Is Anger Always Sinful? On this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. One of the problems that everyone faces is the issue of anger. Absolutely every person knows what it means to be angry. Everybody knows what it feels like to be angry. Everybody knows what it is to experience someone else who is angry. We can experience that as people explode in a fit of rage, or we can experience that as they freeze us out in icy rejection. But we all know what it is to live in the midst of the problem of anger. And Amy Evenson is with us this week to ask us some questions about the sinfulness of anger. Amy? So Heath, as you said, anger is a struggle for many people. And in John chapter 2, we learn that when Jesus cleanses the temple, it appears that he is angry. So does this give Christians an excuse to be angry? And does this mean that there is some anger that isn't sinful? That is a very important question. So I think think you're right that in John chapter 2, Jesus is angry. And Jesus is God, and the Psalms tell us that God is angry every day at the wicked. And so we can't say that Jesus is wrong in his anger. We, we have to say that Jesus is the Son of God. He never sinned, and so his display of wrath there in the temple is a righteous display of anger. So, so that means that there is a category of righteous anger because God is angry. Jesus is angry. So there's some category of righteous anger. The question is, does that allow Christians to be angry? And I think the Bible does teach us that there is such a thing as righteous anger. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says, be angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And so this is a text that's not talking about Jesus. It's a command to you and me and everybody listening. It's actually a command to be angry. Uh, It's just a command to be angry and not have sin accompany our anger. And so this means that it is possible not just for God, but for people to experience the emotion of anger and have that experience be something other than sinful, but instead actually be righteous. So how do I know when I've crossed over from righteous anger to sinful anger? Well, I think that, first of all, we should be very suspicious of ourselves. So when we're asking the question, how do I know if my anger is sinful or righteous, We ought to be suspicious of ourselves. It is very easy for people to assume the best about our emotions and our experience. And the Bible does not give us any warrant for that assumption. The Bible teaches us that our hearts are desperately wicked and beyond cure. And so we ought to wonder uh, when we have an experience whether it is right. We should not jump to the conclusion that it is. And so it could be that our experience of anger is righteous, but it is very likely 
that it is not righteous. And if we're going to check our careful assumption about whether we are angry, I think there's a number of ways that we can do that, but I'll mention a few here. Uh, I, I just talked about Ephesians 4.26, be angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger. I think that in the immediate context there gives us a clue for how we might avoid sinful anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. What that's saying, that's not literal. It's not saying that if you and I are in an argument uh, at 7.30 and the sun sets at 7.35 and we're still in a disagreement and I'm angry at 7.36 that I've now violated this text. Um the point is that you need to settle matters quickly with your accuser. You need to you need to deal with anger quickly. And so I think one indicator that our anger is righteous and not sinful is that we are not brooding. We're not holding on to this for a long time, but we're wanting to deal with it quickly. The kind of anger that is still angry days, weeks, months, years after the event is uh, anger that is sinful. Um, Another indicator is just a little bit later in the context in Ephesians chapter 4. It says in verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So here, this is an interesting text because verse 26 says, be angry. And then in verse 31, it tells us to put away all kinds of manifestations of anger. I think that underlines the point I was just making about verse 26, that you need to deal with this quickly. You ought to not let it linger. But it also is telling us the way we put away anger. And in the context, it is by being kind to one another, tenderhearted, and forgiving one another. So, Our anger is righteous when it moves towards reconciliation. When when I say, I want to forgive you, I want us to be reconciled, that is righteous. The kind of anger that says, I will never forgive you for this, is the kind of anger that is not what we see in Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, and is sinful. One other indicator that I think that we could see and this has to do with God's anger. Our anger is righteous when we are angry about what makes God angry. And God gets angry at sin. And so when we are angry at sin, that's a big indicator that our anger is righteous. It's not the only indicator. We might hold on to it. We might not be interested in moving towards reconciliation. We might have a display of wrath that's sinful where I use foul speech or something like that. But but the first indicator, the place we start is, am I angry about sin? This means um, that I ought to not be the kind of person who is angry about my preference. If you do something that is not the way I would prefer it to be, but that that's not a sin, then I'm not angry about what makes God angry. And that is a huge warning light alerting me that my anger is sinful. So those are a few indicators that help us stay away from sinful anger and moving in the direction of righteous anger. So when I first feel myself getting angry, what should I do? So the reason this is a good question is because we don't want to just figure out 
whether my anger is righteous or sinful. I want to know how to deal with it if it is sinful. And so I think the first thing we need to do when I'm aware that I'm getting angry is I need to evaluate what's happening. And this will usually require something like a prayer, an immediate prayer to the Lord. Lord, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. Would you give me wisdom to evaluate whether this is sinful or righteous? And that doesn't have to be a verbal prayer that you say out loud. It could be a silent prayer that you utter even while somebody's looking at you, even the person who's making you angry. And you can ask for wisdom. This is a this is a promise that God gives us in James 1, that if you ask for wisdom and don't doubt but believe, God will give you wisdom. And that promise is not a promise that comes to us in these private, tranquil moments when we are alone and peaceful. It's a promise that is true when we're in the heat of battle and I'm feeling anger welling up in my soul and I don't know what to do. So we can, we can just take a couple of beats and say, Lord, help me. Am I being selfish in this anger or is this about sin and am I moving towards righteousness in that? And, and then we need to remember some of those indicators that I talked about. Is this about a sin? Am, am I wanting to deal with this or am I wanting to run away and hold on to it? Am I wanting to move towards someone in forgiveness or am I wanting to uh, run away and avoid reconciliation? Am I tempted to do other sinful things like say curse words or slander someone or physically harm someone? Some manifestations of anger that are going to always be sinful. I need to evaluate what I'm doing and come to a conclusion. Is this sinful or righteous? If I check out on everything, if everything checks out and it's righteous anger, then I need to proceed. I need to try to resolve rightly the matter. I need to confront a sinner. I need to confront a sinful situation. Uh, If I am finding that I don't check out on all those areas and that I'm guilty or potentially guilty of sinful anger, then I probably need to step back. Uh, It is a hallmark of wisdom and patience and the grace of God to say to someone in the midst of a difficult situation, you know what? I need to think about this a little bit. I need to pray about this a little bit. Could we take a break and we get back together at some other point. If it's with your spouse, you get back together relatively quickly. Maybe it's something at work. Uh, but it's not wrong. In fact, it's often good to try to buy some time. The other thing I'd say about this is if you're finding that this is a situation that you struggle with repeatedly, that anger is kind of a default emotion for you, then you're going to need to get ahead of it in some way. You can't always beg off of a situation. You can't always bow out and get more time. And so you're going to need to think about how am I going to get help with this? And usually getting help, getting ahead of it is going to mean involving somebody else in your struggle, going to somebody that you love and that you trust and who is full of Christian wisdom and saying, this is a struggle that I'm dealing with. How can you help? You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. If you would like more information on this really crucial topic of anger, I'd encourage you to read a book by Robert Jones called Uprooting Anger. 
One of the main things that we do at ACBC is to equip church members and local churches to be competent biblical counselors in their places of service. This year, we're coming to several different areas, and we would love to invite you to one of our events. If you live in the Denver area, we want to invite you to attend our counseling and discipleship training there, and in particular, at our advanced track at that location, we will be focusing on how the truths of biblical theology inform counseling practice. If you'd like more information about this event or about ACBC in general, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.